0: are you constantly afraid what people will think if you stand up for your faith you're afraid to stand by the flag on see you at the pole day afraid to bring your bible to school because you're afraid people will criticize you and start to ask you questions you're afraid that people will no longer be your friends or you have social anxiety because people don't know that you're a christian you're a closet christian Or maybe you're bold and people constantly tear you down. You're feeling discouraged. Honestly, if this is you, you need to listen to this podcast today. And that's all I got to say about it. Because I believe that this message, not only from the Bible, but what I feel like the Lord has placed on my heart, is going to encourage you today. So stay tuned. This is Katie Thomas on Being Bold MCR. So here's the deal. Whenever we look to people in my generation, they don't want to be bold about their beliefs. They don't want to be open about their beliefs because there's this fear that if we're open about our faith and if we're open about what we believe, then other people are going to shut us down. They're going to reject us and they're not going to want to hang out with us. That's like the social anxiety uh, that my generation suffers from when it comes to social media, when it comes to being treated at school and The fact of the matter is, is I've suffered from this myself, and though sometimes I know that I can come across as super, 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 super confrontational, the fact of the matter is, is that anybody who has a faith in Christ should be bold about it because, you know, the Bible talks about boasting in Christ, and what better way to boast in anything than to boast in what Christ has done for us and the victory we have through him. People don't do that in my generation because there's this fear, there's this fear what will people think of me? What will people say about me? What will anything insert blank? However, I like to go back to what Acts says. Now, recently in church, I heard a sermon on this, and this passage really, really spoke to me, and it really spoke to the message of what being bold MCR really is trying to encourage. So, obviously, I'm you know I'm a young person. I'm eighteen. And I want to encourage my peers to be bold. Be bold what? Well, if you know anything about being bold in CR, I want to encourage my peers to be bold messengers, conquerors, and revivalists. Because in a nation that is so divided, and in a world that is just so anti-Christian, that silences the view of the Christian, and tries to elevate the view of the skewed Christian, it's important that somebody stands up for truth. Because if no one's standing up for truth, then the message isn't getting heard and it's not getting out there. I'm passionate about that, which is why when I read the scripture, I thought it really spoke to what the message of Being Bold MCR is all about. So I'm excited to share that message with you guys today. And it's actually from Acts. It's from Acts chapter 4, and we're going to be starting in verse 13. And I'm going to kind of read it and then point out some things that stood out to me and that I think can be applied to our everyday lives. So we start off. When they observed the boldness of Peter and John and realized that they were uneducated and untrained men, they were amazed and recognized that they had been with Jesus. And since they saw the man who had been healed standing with them, they had nothing to say in response. After they had ordered them to leave the Sanhedrin, they conferred among themselves, saying, What should we do with these men? For an obvious sign evident to all who lived in Jerusalem has been done through them, and we cannot deny it. However, so... This does not spread any further among the people. Let's threaten them against speaking to anyone this name again. So they call for them and order them to not preach or teach it all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered them, Whether it's right in the sight of God for us to listen to you rather than to God, you decide. For we are unable to stop speaking about what we have seen and heard. After threatening them further, they released them. They found no way to punish them because the people were all giving glory to God over what had been done. For this sign of healing had been performed on a man over 40 years old. After they were released, they went to their own people and reported everything. The chief priests and elders had said to them, when they heard this, they all raised their voices to God and said, Master, you are the one who made the heaven and earth and the sea and everything in them. You said, You said through the Holy Spirit by the mouth of Father David, your servant. Why did the Gentiles rage for the people plot futile things? The kings of earth took their stand and the rulers assembled together against the Lord and against his Messiah. For a fact in the city, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel assembled together against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed to do whatever your hand and your plan is predestined to take place. And now, Lord, consider their threats and grant that your slaves may speak your message in complete boldness. While you stretch out your hand for healing signs and wonders to be performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus, when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak God's message with boldness. Now, the large group of them, those who had believed were of one heart and mind, and no one said that any of the possessions was his own, but instead they held everything in in common. And the apostles were giving testimony with great power to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was on them. So that was a lot of scripture, but there's a lot of things that I think really apply to us. So let's first off, look to the beginning of everything I read. Let's go all the way back. So you see, it says, when they observed the boldness of Peter and John, this is important for us to read. we got Peter and John here. They're very passionate about what they saw. They knew Jesus firsthand. And here they are. They're trying to spread the word. They're trying to glorify God. And they're trying to be a testament to what happened. They're some of the original people who spread the word of God. But the way people recognized them was not because they looked weird or because they were just out there and people were like, oh, you must be a Jesus follower. You give off that vibe. What they observed was the boldness of Peter and John. For people to observe your passion for Christ, you have to be bold about your faith. Now, I'm not saying you have to confront everybody. But if you're asked a question or if somebody talks about Jesus, you shouldn't fear your belief. You shouldn't fear hiding what you love because the fact of the matter is those who are passionate about him are bold about him. And that boldness is what leads people to love Christ and leads them to the love of Christ. The fact of the matter is, is that when we're bold, others around us who don't necessarily believe in Jesus and don't believe in God will see the boldness that you have. I know in my own life, I've gotten, I've gotten a reputation for being that loudmouth Christian. And I'm not necessarily ashamed of that because those who like to call me the loudmouth Christian, they see my, they see my boldness for my faith. And that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm wrong. It's just a reflection of their character when they don't like me. When I'm bold, regardless of whether they agree with me or like me or not, they recognize my boldness, just like the people back in Peter and John's time recognize their boldness. It goes on. They were uneducated and untrained men. This, this is important for the person who feels like they're unqualified to talk about religion. I don't know much about God. I don't know much about Jesus. I'm not I'm not really fit to answer these questions. I'm not, not really fit for this. If you're that person, Peter and John were untrained. They were uneducated. When it comes to the society they were in, they were kind of lower level. They weren't like the super religiously priestly people. But yet they had a bold faith that people saw and they noticed it was different. Their education level didn't matter. Their training level didn't matter. All they knew was that they loved Christ and God was doing a work in them. And people saw that and they were a testament to that. Now, they talk about the man in Sanhedrin. And then the people who saw what was going on, they conferred amongst themselves saying, what should we do with these men? For an obvious sign evident to all who live in Jerusalem has been done through them and we cannot deny it a miracle had happened and people had seen it. And I believe with the church today that there are miracles that are going to be happening and that are happening that people simply cannot deny. The people in this story could not deny what was happening. And they were conferring among themselves because the thing that God had been using Peter and John to do was so great that they could not deny the supernatural behind it. It's important that when we're bold about our faith, It's not just important for us to be bold, but to know that those around us who see us being bold, they also see the outcome of the miracle God's working through you to perform. He's showing it as a testament to what exactly God is doing right now, with not just you individually, but with the church. Now, they said, what should we do with these men? For an obvious sign has been done through them. We cannot deny it. They cannot deny it. So somebody says, let's threaten against them speaking to anyone in his name again. Now, I want to tell you guys something. I'm super confrontational. Maybe that's just my personality. I don't know. If somebody does this to me and they're like, I'm going to oppose you, then I'm going to oppose them back. That's my natural tendency. However, the fact of the matter is when it comes to my faith, a lot of people do oppose my faith and they oppose my boldness. They want to shut me up about my beliefs. They want me to be quiet. And I'm sure many of you have had the exact same thing happen to you or you've seen it to your friends. To some of you listening, you have been shut up in the past and you have been told to be quiet and you've told that your voice doesn't matter and you've listened. The people in this story thought the exact same thing about Peter and John. They're like, let's shut them up. Let's make them be quiet. Let's threaten them so that way they won't blab about this Jesus person. And in the same sense, the reason they're saying these things, I think, is because they're convicted. Like anybody you're around, they would be convicted at the fact that what you're doing, they can't come to terms with it, they can't explain it, but they don't like it. Therefore, they're going to try and shut you up. And it's important that we don't let the fear of what other people think dictate how we handle these situations and if we shut up or not. You let God do a work through you, plant a seed, and the Holy Spirit will work in that person that doesn't like what you're saying. In fact, so they called for them and ordered them to not preach or teach at all in the name of Jesus. So they were told not to preach, not to teach, not to say anything. Yet they continued. After threatening them further, they kept going. They kept saying, You need to be quiet. You need to shut up. You need to stop it because in reality, we don't like what you're saying. They said they found no way to punish them because the people were all giving glory to God over what had been done. They couldn't stop them because of Peter and John's boldness to glorify God, their boldness to keep doing the right thing, and their boldness to say, No, I'm passionate about what Jesus is doing in my life and what Jesus is doing in the church. And you're not going to tell me to be quiet because God's doing a work in me that I cannot deny for me to deny it would be denying my responsibility that God and specifically Jesus gave before he ascended, which is to go out and make disciples. That's what we're called to do. And whenever we don't do that, we undermine the very thing that we were called to do. Don't let the fear of other people, don't let the threats of other people be what keeps you quiet. In fact, one of my favorite stories is actually out of the Jesus Freaks book, where an underground church in China essentially got um, rooted out. And there, every what they did was the soldiers took the Bible and they threw it on the ground. They ordered everybody to spit on it. And I believe it was an eight-year-old little girl said she wouldn't, and they killed her on the spot. An eight-year-old girl had more boldness than all the members of the underground church as they spit on the Bible because they wanted to save their lives. This girl was a martyr because she knew where her allegiance lied. And she knew that her passion and her victory was not dictated by the soldiers in the same sense and in a lower, uh, not a severe sense. Those who threaten you and those who bully you and those who tell you to be quiet because they think they're right. Whether that be when it comes to social issues or just your, your, um, your religious beliefs in general. You're stronger than that. So then we go into the section where it talks about they were released and they reported everything. And they all, it says that they all raise voices to God. And they said, master, the one who's seen in heaven, they basically glorify God. And they say, you through the Holy Spirit, by mouth of our father, David said, your servant. And they actually go back and they talk about something that was in Psalms. Now I'm going to flip back to Psalms. I'm going to tell you what specifically they were referencing. Psalms 2, it says, why do the nations rebel? The kings of the earth take, or sorry, why do the nations rebel and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers conspire together against the Lord and his anointed one. Let us tear off their chains and free ourselves from their restraints. Here's the deal. David talked about the fact that people are going to rebel, not just against us, but against our specific leader, against the kingdom, because of what we stand for. They plot in vain. They conspire against the Lord. Therefore, they conspire against you. However, When the Gentiles rage and the people plot futile things, the kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers assembled together against the Lord and his Messiah. Here's the deal. No matter how much they went against Jesus, no matter how much they go against you, the victory that we have in Christ cannot be taken away by somebody. Therefore, there's no reason for you to not boast about it. There's no reason for you to be quiet because that victory is yours. Think of it as like you have a bragging right, but don't like be rude about it. It's not a rude bragging right to be like, I have victory in Christ and I'm not going to be quiet about it. You can have victory too. In fact, he says, Lord, consider their threats and grant that your slaves may speak your message with complete boldness. Consider their threats, God. Consider the fact they want me to be quiet. Consider the fact they don't want me to talk about it. Consider the fact that they think I'm wrong. Consider the fact that they're going to use ad hominem logical fallacies to diminish my character. Listen to their threats. And grant your slaves may speak your message with complete boldness. Lord, empower me to continue speaking what you have ordained me to speak with complete boldness and power, knowing the victory that you have given me. Because it's not about us. It's about the message. Now, in verse 31, it says, When they had prayed, the place they were assembled was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak God's message with boldness. God filled them, and they began to speak in boldness. When they prayed, God met them there. because God works for us in our favor in his plans. Whenever we ask him to, whenever we're bold, we boldly approach the throne of grace and we say, Lord, help me. Lord, give me the power to say this. Lord, give me the strength. Lord, help me to ignore the fears. God does it so much so that he shakes the earth. And if he doesn't shake the physical earth you stand on, he shakes the earth of those around you who they don't understand why you are the way you are, why you're bold and why you can just withstand their threats. They're confused. You began to be a testament. We go back to when they observe the boldness, they observe your boldness and they realize that they can't get you shut up. And then it says, the apostles were giving testimony with great power to the resurrection of the Lord. Jesus in great grace was on them all. The Lord's gonna put a grace on your life as soon as you're obedient. As soon as you realize that you're here for more than just to live life, you're here to be a testament to what God has done in your life and what Christ has called you to and the plans that he has in your life. You are a living testimony of the love and grace of God. The apostles were giving testimony of great power, not because they were necessarily powerful, but because God was working in them, and the very testament and gospel of Jesus Christ itself is powerful. You are powerful because God is working in you when you are boldly proclaiming what He's done for you. And I fully believe that if people, and I'm not saying you have to be obnoxious and go up to everybody and get in their face and say, You're wrong, Christianity's right. But we have to boldly provide answers. When 1 Peter 3.15 talks about giving an answer and gentleness. And I know that I struggle with confrontation. Some of us are a little bit too bold. But the fact of the matter is, most of us aren't bold enough to talk about our faith in public. Most of us are not bold enough to bring our Bible to school. Most of us are not bold enough, enough to say, no, that social issue is wrong. That belief is wrong. There is such thing as universal moral truth. There is such thing. The fact of the matter is, is that if we were more bold, I believe this generation could completely counter the attack of the enemy in our schools, on social media, everywhere we look, the attack of the enemy. When it comes to our mental health, the attack of the enemy is so great, but we have to boast in Christ. and We have to be bold about the message of love. We have to be, because that's what Christ called us to do. This nation and world is in need of revival, and that is only possible when people commit their lives to being a messenger for Christ being a bold messenger, conqueror, and revivalist, being a broken vessel. John and Peter were up against a lot. They're up against being killed. And we're not up against necessarily being killed in the United States, but we stand for something that's worth dying for. And I believe that if we begin to act like that and begin to treat it not as something where if somebody says something we don't know the answer to, we feel defeated, like, oh, I shouldn't talk about this, but rather, you know what, God, you're going to use me And you're going to give me divine appointments so that way you will work through me to build the kingdom. I'm confident in that fact. And so to you people I like to call closet Christians who are standing in the closet afraid to come out and be bold. Be bold. That's what this whole podcast is about. Being bold for Christ. And being bold upon the whole idea of truth. Because it's important. It's desperately important in the postmodernist era. When people want to say there is no truth. It's important. Not only to bring truth against the lies, but to live a life that is a testament to the message that these apostles were ready to die for. This is Katie Thomas on Being Bold MCR. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and I hope you guys share it to people who need to be encouraged in their faith. At Being Bold MCR, praying for you guys, we need to be bold. We need to be bold about our faith and bold about what we believe because I believe the Lord's going to bless you when you are. And even when you're attacked by the enemy, I believe that the Lord is going to continue to use you no matter what. Thank you guys all for listening. And I hope you guys share this video and watch in and tune in and continue to listen for more podcasts to come out later.